Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm Kristen Vandeveer here with Isabel Kiyosayan. We are your hosts tonight, and we are the founders of Meditation Without Borders, along with Shannon O'Dalton. And tonight we are talking about freedom, specifically the true meaning of freedom. And we're talking about it because this idea of freedom is really at the root of a lot of mess we're seeing ourselves in right now. That um, we're seeing a lot of people like um, where people have been asked to wear masks or do simple things like not congregate in large groups. And there's a lot of hemming and hawing that this is infringing on our personal freedom. And so this idea of freedom is really um, at the core of, of much of the, the division happening right now. And I think um, freedom is, is such an important topic, which has been happening all throughout history. And I think we should first begin the freedom at an individual level, um, because when we live our life and we we live all these different stresses that we start to gain in our bodies and which we base our individuality on, we sometimes aren't even free from ourselves. We have all these stresses and demands upon us, and sometimes we can't even you know, have the freedom of truly being ourselves because our stress is, is there. And sometimes we wish we acted in more enlightening, enlightening, <laughs> enlightening ways. <laughs> and sometimes we can't. We just find ourselves yelling or saying things that we wish we could we wouldn't say and it's because stress takes over so sometimes we don't even have the freedom to just simply do what we want to do and live the way the way that we wish we could it's fascinating to think about from that perspective that from the vedic standpoint what does it mean to be free most of us think of freedom as freedom of action i can explore my desires and do whatever i want without hindrance but like you said, depending on how much stress is in your system, you can be doing whatever it is that your stress is, you know, pushing you to do, whether that's taking drugs or eating lots of Oreo cookies or whatever it is, <laughs> or just moving about in your life in a very varying levels of productive ways and, um, and being miserable, um, and not feeling really, you're not really free because it's, it's from the Vedic standpoint, freedom is freedom from attachment. It's freedom on dependence on outcome and freedom is a consciousness state. It's not something that is given to you by a government. Yeah. Um, I remember um, our teacher, Tom Knowles talking, I think it was Tom who told us did, about Nelson Mandela in prison. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fascinating yeah. story. Yeah. I think we might've mentioned this in one of our other podcasts, but uh, it's an amazing story about how he was talking with Nelson Mandela and um, Nelson Mandela was describing his experience in prison, how he basically describing that he had a, he had no regrets in life and they had this amazing enviable life when much of it was actually spent in prison. But really when he was in prison, he talked about how he would have these interactions with a beam of light coming into his cell and that this beam of light, because he was a, such a high consciousness state, he could, he could sense the um, the celestial behind the light. He could sense the the beingness, the actual. When someone reaches a higher consciousness state, you can actually um, 
you, you can reciprocate with nature. You can actually have interactions with nature. So he was able to have this interaction with this light within himself. And so he never really felt lonely. And so from his consciousness state, from his perspective, he was free. Even though from the plane of action, he was extremely curbed and limited. Exactly. And when you think about prison, it's like the worst thing that can happen to you because they take away the freedom, which is which is what everybody strives for. So Nelson Mandela did this beautiful work of being in prison, but not actually be having his freedom taking, taken away from him. And there's this beautiful book. I don't know if you've read it. It's called Shantaram. And it's about this guy actually from Australia and he ex escapes from prison and he goes to live to India. And it's based on the author's life. And the first paragraph, I just Googled it because I wish, like, I really want to share it with you guys. And it has exactly to do with, with what Nelson Mandela um, had experienced in prison. So I'm just going to read it to you because it's so fascinating. So this is the first per paragraph of the book. And it's like, like a thousand page book. And I read the first <laughs> paragraph and I was like, I'm in, like I'm reading the whole thing. And it's such a beautiful book and it's all India. So it's extra loving for us. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? I don't know this one. Shantaram. Shantaram, and the author is uh, Gregory David Roberts. They were going to do a movie about it, but I don't know why they didn't. And he, he goes to India and he gets involved in the slums and he becomes a slum doctor and then in the whole Bollywood industry. And it's just a fascinating story. And he ends up in prison in India. So the first paragraph goes like this. It's, it took me a long time and most of the world to learn what I know about love and fate and the choices we make. But the heart of it came to me in an instant while I was changed to a wall and being tortured. I realized somehow through the screaming of my mind that even in the shackled bloody helplessness, I was still free, free to hate the men who were torturing me or to forgive them. It doesn't sound like much, I know, but in the flinch of and bite of the change, when it's all you've got, that freedom is a universe of possibility. And the choice you make between hating and forgiving can, forgiving can become the story of your life. So I was like, I read wow. that and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And it's the same thing that we're talking about with Nelson Mandela. You're being tortured in this awful prison in India. Like if any of you have gone to India, you can see, you can, <laughs> you can just imagine what their prisons are like. <laughs> I don't even want to go to their rest stops on the highway. <laughs> scary. <laughs> so the prisons, um, he, just the way he describes them, it's awful. And he's being tortured. And at that point he has a freedom in that instant to either hate that those men who are torturing him or forgive them. And if you have the freedom to pick that and you forgive them, life opens up. And it's the same thing that Nelson Mandela did, that little light that came into a cell. He was in solitary confinement for so many years. And that light was his entryway into, into freedom and into the cosmos. So you have freedom in absolutely everything you do. So it's it, freedom can, you know, be micro or it can be macro. And I, it's interesting because when I think of back to times when situations had bound me, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. not just 
I've never been in prison. I'm knocking on wood right now that I never am. Just but, to um, teach meditation. <laughs> yes, just to teach meditation. Yes, I'd love to teach meditation there. I really don't want to live there permanently. But um, but it was. There's been situations where I've been like, for example, anger. Like, say you're angry at someone. It's like that that you're 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 frustrated and you have expectations of someone and then they don't come through and then you're just holding on to that that is a way of imprisonment in your own self or even like worrying about something is a way of of your imprisoning your conscious consciousness I, I i remember but i there's been times when i've had shifts in consciousness and i can actually remember the feeling of freedom mm-hmm. that came after that like for example there's this one this one time um I was pregnant with my third baby and, um, and we had had some early tests done that said that he was likely, um, severely handicapped either mentally, physically, or both. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, I didn't know this. This is, this I is news to this. me. No, yeah. no, this was, this was soon after I was pregnant with him. And so both, um, my husband, Ben and I were suddenly imprisoned in worry. And and speculation of oh what is our life going to look like we already have two children we're barely <laughs> we're barely making this thing work as it is and throwing this into the mix so as we were just nervous and I, it was it was like everywhere I went this was imprisoning my consciousness and then and then I one day I was meditating I was sitting with it and um and it occurred to me or the cognition came that it if he was going to come this way, he was going to come however he needed to come. Mm-hmm. And my only job was to love him. Oh, that's and beautiful. Yeah. It just, it just, I just felt my heart open up and it was like, I was suddenly free and I realized it didn't matter because whatever was going to happen when the way he was born um, was how he need was what he, what he needed. And I, me as his mother, it's not up to me to decide that he's a perfectly healthy baby or not. He's going to be my baby, whatever Mm -hmm. that is. And that, that is, I don't need to be concerned about that. All I need to be concerned about is making his life as wonderful as possible and loving him as much as possible. And so that was a shift in consciousness. That was me experiencing a, um, an expansion. And with that expansion, suddenly the worry went away. It was like I felt, it was almost like a rush of cool air or water or something. It was like, ah, I can breathe. It doesn't matter. I can breathe. This is fine. All is fine. Nothing had changed Mm -hmm. on the outside world, but the consciousness had changed. And so suddenly I felt freedom internally. And so I really think about consciousness, about freedom in terms of like, this is something that is a consciousness state. And one of the, the reasons freedom gets us into so much trouble is because the typical idea of freedom, at least in the United States, but the U.S.'s viewpoints spread all over the world. So, <laughs> but this idea of like this, like freedom, is really big here. <laughs> it's, like, it's a free country, yeah. which is fun, which cracks me up because I'm like the people who say that have never been anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're not free. Are you kidding? Like you can't. You you can't. I can't have a shed within ten feet of my neighbor's property. I can't, um, 
Like we're, we're very confined in terms of what we can do. Like there's fines for everything. You go to India and you're free to, to almost, you can throw your trash on the ground. (laughs) The way they build, there is clearly no regulation as far as building codes in India and things like that. Little twigs holding on uh, (laughs) to, you know, second floors and buildings. You go to Delhi and you see the way the electric wires are like they're on top of one another, on top of one another. I'm like, oh my God, there must not be a single fire code in this entire place. <laughs> so it's funny. And in, in a sense, that's freedom. Like there's no, there's, we're regulated to death in the United States. But this, the, it's more the, this idea here that I'm, I'm free and I'm free to do whatever I, I please is the glorification of the individual. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason we run into trouble is because the the idea of an individual is a myth. Yeah. You no, know, Tantra teaches us that there are no boundaries. You mm-hmm. know, not truly. Everything is is one consciousness. You know, everything there is there is no true boundaries. This is all Maya. So, for example, um, well, I'm free. To, so, for example, I'm free to not wear a mask. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yes, you are. If you're free to do that. Well, what about the freedom of the person that is infected? Mm-hmm. You know, are they free to, to their, shouldn't they have freedom to live? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's like everything we do affects everyone else. So there is no true individual freedom because everything you do is going to have an impact. And, and so what we need to do, if we really want true freedom is to raise the collective consciousness, because then what will happen is everyone will experience themselves as extended self and so the they won't be worried about um, they won't be able to do things that would be harmful to others and enforce the government to make these regulations all the time. There have to be mask laws if people cared about another each other enough to not want to hurt them. <laughs> you know? Like you wouldn't need that government. Because, but sometimes there is this idea of sometimes there's government overreach in terms of freedoms, and sometimes there's individual. Um, infringement. Say, for example, I am I free to punch? Yes, I'm free to punch to the extent that I don't actually hit somebody else, you know, <laughs> which infringes on their freedom to to not be in pain. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, so it's it's really a complicated subject, but but um, it gets simpler if you think of freedom from a different viewpoint, where it's like freedom is really um, a conscious state and not in terms of freedom of action. Yeah, because most most people that I've heard say, you know, this is a f- free country. It's it's what they say before acting in an, in a very self centered way. <laughs> and you know, they start, you know, maybe racial slurs or maybe whatever. It's like, well, it's a free country and free speech and free whatever. But it's they're acting from a level of ignorance. Well, there's a lot of people who say, and and I. What's interesting is actually on this, I tend to lean left politically, mm-hmm. but there are elements of times in which I think I get where the right is coming from when it comes to like, sometimes <clears throat> it feels like the government is, does get its tentacles too far into people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, it's like either extreme becomes, it's, it's, I, I don't like either extreme. Yeah. <laughs> it's like somewhere finding the balance between, between, um, individuals being able to have freedom, but also um, having some limits on those freedoms so that other people aren't harmed. Um, And then what's interesting too, about what you said about people 
usually cite freedom before they do something selfish. <laughs> it's like, it's like people are um, often on the right are big about freedom of speech, freedom to have guns, but not big on freedom to marry whoever you want. Exactly. You know, freedom to do with your body what you what you wish if you're a woman. And then, but you also have on the left as well, which would completely would go um, up in arms over a situation in which someone was a cake maker who wouldn't make a gay couple a cake, for example. Mm -hmm. Like how how awful, how ruthless. But then in the next breath, you have um, restaurant owners who won't serve certain Republican (laughs) (laughs) officials. And they're like, yes. Wait a second. Like, where where is that line between are you free to serve or not serve based on your opinions of the other person? It gets it gets a little fuzzy, and really, it's it becomes like you said. People they get pick and choose. They pick and choose where they think freedom should be and where it shouldn't. Exactly. It's like oh, I I can say my things because mine are progressive views, but then that's my freedom of speech. But I don't want somebody else to say their their free speech because it doesn't go along with what I say. It's like what Tom sometimes says, like, I hate people who hate, you know, mocking these things. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's kind of the same thing. And we also have to think about, we have these rules imposed upon us about what what should be free and what shouldn't be free. And it's like, who is putting these rules? It's what's the consciousness level of the people who are, are putting these these rules upon us about what, can be free and what what can't be free so it's it's a very broad subject about what is what is right for some and what isn't and what is really right for the collective that's a great point because because yeah it would be great if if we could get into government and teach all of congress meditation i think that should be (laughs) that you know all the congress not just u.s go down to mexico yeah absolutely do a world tour it's like all right all governments from now on need to meditate because (laughs) but really if if the population starts raises the, the population will then choose people for their government that are of higher consciousness states yeah absolutely And, and we can have more freedom. It's almost like this gets into the idea of karma a little bit Mm -hmm. because karma is this, is the concept of, um, it's a, it's a natural law that basically when one acts against the laws of nature, Mm -hmm. those laws of nature curb in on them. And so your freedom is gone. (laughs) Freedom is, 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 is restricted more and more. Oh, true. I hadn't thought about it in a freedom way. (laughs) It's exactly like the lane starts to get narrow because it's, it starts correcting you. It's like, well, you were doing great, but now you're off your path. So we're going to start to give you friction in your life until you learn your lesson. And that friction is we're going to take away your freedom so that you become choiceless. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Your choicelessness. I mean, and and what's, what's funny is like the higher state of consciousness, you also become choiceless, except (laughs) it's like, it's a much more pleasant ride. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember asking Tom about this uh, while we were in retreat once. And I was like, so you become very enlightened. And then what happens to your choices? Like what I want to have choices. He's like, choices are hell. Who wants choices? <laughs> no one wants choices. And I remember my mom, like, 
she told me a long time ago, she's like, when I was a kid, there was one toothpaste. And you went to the store and you bought that toothpaste. She's like, now I go into CVS and there's like 50 kinds of toothpaste. And half the time I stand there for 10 minutes and I leave without the toothpaste. Because I don't know, do I want tartar control? Do I want, you know, whitening? I don't know. Fresh breath. Choices. <laughs> exactly. The kind with the stripes. Like, I don't know. And it's true. Like we, for the most part, don't like choice. Mm-hmm. You know, though, when it, the difference is with karma, it's almost like um, a mom correcting you. Mm-hmm. It's like with my my daughters, for example, like I give them all kinds of latitude when they do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Delphine, especially she, I, I have to be the enforcer of karma with her all the time. <laughs> Delphine <laughs> is her beautiful middle child who's all <laughs> cheeky and cute and you can't say no to her ever Yes, until I have to, because she won't eat anything but um, ice cream for, <laughs> and refuses to eat anything else. So I have to take away the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I tell her, I'm like, Delphine, if you would just eat your darn vegetables, I could give you treats all the time. Mm-hmm. But because you won't, now you're being restricted. Now your freedom to ice cream is gone. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that just so charming she gets it anyway. <laughs> but it's so funny because... Like when karma starts to settle in, it's because you think that you have a greater knowledge than the universe. And it's like, I'm going to act on what little me thinks is best (laughs) (laughs) based on my freedom. And then the universe is like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny because I, I know this goes back to Delphine, but it's just like, sometimes it's just like, you are five. Why do you think more than me? <laughs> and she does. She thinks she knows more. And it's hilarious. I'm like, you've been on this earth for like a blink. How do you know? Why do you think you know more than me? It's like, I, it's have, I have a friend and she told me she has this, these little turtles and she, <laughs> she has to change the water every day. And every time that she tries to take the turtle out of the tank to change the water, the turtle goes bonkers and it's resisting and it wants to like leave. And, and she's like, and she's like, I'm trying to make it better for you. Like I'm trying, <laughs> trying to get clean water for you so you can have a beautiful home. And it's like, that's exactly what the universe is doing. Exactly. <laughs> Like we're resisting and we're like, no, this is not the way. And the universe is like, just hold on. I'm making things better. Right. The the story arc is long. Mm-hmm. And the more we, we resist, the more we end up finding ourselves repeating the same patterns. Mm-hmm. And the more we repeat those patterns, the more the walls start to come in. Another example of this would be with our health. You know, yeah. health is a perfect example of the more we ignore what we know the more the walls come in. So for example, mm-hmm. say you go in your 20s, you, you don't take care of yourself and you eat lots of fast food and things mm-hmm. like that. And you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, you have high blood pressure. Pressure. You need, to, you need to take better care of yourself. And you ignore that and you keep eating the fast food. And then the next But time, what about my freedom for food? I need <laughs> right? my burgers. <laughs> well, that's interesting because that's something that actually people have a really hard time with is yeah. being given any limitation at all because of this exact idea. They think it limits their freedom, but, Mm -hmm. but that's not what freedom is. Limitations actually help make us free in a way. Mm -hmm. So, um, so these people, they keep eating the fast food and then they have a heart attack. It's the, it's the next hit 
it keeps the walls are coming in. And then now they, they get older and they can't walk upstairs Mm -hmm. because they're having, they have heart disease (laughs) and the walls keep coming in until finally the real, the walls smack together and we have a heart attack and and pass away. That's, that's the next step. But it's just, you can see with health how it's like, if you ignore and you keep Mm -hmm. repeating, then things get worse and worse and worse until until you or or you can you realize it and then you start working out you start doing yoga go to your ayurvedic practitioner <laughs> and your suddenly, friendly neighborhood ayurvedic practitioner <laughs> <laughs> the latitude starts happening now suddenly you feel like wow now i can actually go for a, a run which i've never done before it's like i can play with my kids for hours now you have freedom the freedom came from things like restricting your diet mm-hmm. restricting your tv watching so sometimes it's interesting if we do our do our own pruning and do our own restricting where we need to be restricted then real freedom can burst through Yeah. And it's like, I was talking to you before on the phone about, um, I was not having the best day today (laughs) (laughs) and you were telling me like, go cosmic, like go, go to the unbounded. And it, it, it's so true. The same thing, because sometimes the walls come in and you're not feeling great and you have all your feelings, but then you have the option to go to the unbounded. You have the option to go big and go cosmic. And then with that, when because you feel like your emotions are restricting your freedom. You feel like your emotions are restricting the flow of your day and of your life. And then you have the option to be like, okay, I'm bigger than this. So you go big, you, you become the witness of these feelings and you go to the unbounded state that we all have within. And then these little emotions are nothing compared to how cosmic you are. So they, <laughs> they just fall off and you and you actually have that freedom of like, okay, I have a little sadness, I have a little anger, I have a little whatever, but I'm cosmic. So nothing compares to that. And then you actually experience the freedom of, of not being tied down by these emotions. I feel like that's that's exactly what happens when people find forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, they are finding, they're having a shift in consciousness, they're getting big, and they are seeing self in the other. Mm-hmm. And so once they get from that perspective, they experience self in the other, they can actually in some ways understand why whoever did what they did. And can feel empathy, can feel sympathy, and can let go of whatever that is, is that is holding them. Mm-hmm. Um, anger is something we do to ourselves when we hold a grudge. It does nothing to the other person. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's something we're doing to ourselves. Some people like to hang on to that prison because they think it's punishing the other person in some way. You know, yeah, the- it's it's like this story. I don't know if you heard it about B- Buddha, and he's saying anger is like holding on to a a, a very hot rock, like and because you want to <laughs> throw it to that person. So when you want to, you grab it. You're just burning your own hand. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're saying we should lash out. Is that what <laughs> is Buddha's saying? You know? It's like you can try, you but try. you'll you'll only burn. Don't yourself. be angry. Throw. <laughs> hot rocks at them <laughs> like you won't be able to you'll burn your hand <laughs> thanks buddha 
And it's, it, it is funny though, because there's been times when someone has really ticked me off. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, it circles in your head over and over again and you can't sleep. And then it circles around again. And it, there's been times when it, like, I haven't been evolved enough in my consciousness to let it just flow through, mm-hmm. but I've been evolved enough to be, have enough awareness of the witness and be like, why are we back here? I don't want to yeah. think about this anymore. Like, let's let this go. Um, and so I guess in that ca- case, like what you're saying is just like favor that witness, favor that witness, the witness that is, and for those of us that don't, you that don't know what we're talking about, any, any time you're experiencing anything, and actually when you're having an, ex- an extreme experience, whether that's a physical sensation or a emotion, ex- more extreme emotion, it's actually easier, I find, mm-hmm. to find the witness because then there's a bigger contrast. Yeah. When you're hanging out, just watching your Netflix is hard to find the witness, but like, but if you're having like, say for example, you're having like a little hissy fit Mm -hmm. over something, you will find that there's another voice or presence in your head that is watching yourself having that Mm -hmm. and commenting on it. (laughs) And for me, it's often laughing (laughs) (laughs) at me having whatever small experience I'm having. And, um, and that's where that, that, layer of freedom is and can choose that you have the freedom to choose do you want to be miserable or do you want to be cosmic (laughs) and that's tying back to what you were saying about the karma you know if you if you pick the the karma or you pick the kriya kriya is effortless i mean effortless friction effortless flow (laughs) (laughs) and so when you pick when you, you when you you have the freedom to pick those, but the universe wants to correct you and wants to help you out so that you can have this beautiful flow um, within yourself. So whenever you're feeling tied down, angry, you can you can have the freedom to to get rid of you. Know, you'll you'll feel it, but it'll be so distant that it'll just be funny, as you were saying, like ha, ah, I'm a little sad. <laughs> And I, you know, just to get back to the social aspect mm-hmm. of this idea of freedom, um, I'm fascinated with this idea of of this idea of individual freedom being challenging because because of the boundlessness mm-hmm. of every, the true boundlessness of everything, and how it seems to be what's happening in the in the collective right now is that we're because the the consciousness is rising, we're having a all boundaries are becoming more porous. Mm-hmm. You, you can see it um, from the standpoint of migration, for example. The boundaries of countries are now no longer holding strong. Um, boundaries of gender. You're no longer seeing people identifying just as female, just as male. Boundaries of race. Mm-hmm. Boundaries of um, of this idea of the individual are starting to fall away. And so, so a lot of this noise, anytime you're transforming, anytime there's change, there's, there's certain level of, um, how did, I, don't, I don't know, discomfort or, you know, like, yeah, like re- transformation is resistance. Is it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I feel on a, a more cosmic level, there's a lot of transformation happening and that transformation is in the direction of, of the greater and greater porousness of boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so we're having this issue of freedom come up a lot because now 
this I, this glorification of the individual is no longer going to be relevant in a society that does not experience itself as as individual as it did as individuals the more you meditate you don't experience yourself as only an individual because you're you're experiencing yourself at all levels of reality you're experiencing yourself as your individual self but then you're also experiencing yourself as everything else um so so i think i think it's going to be interesting to see the conversation progress in terms of this idea of freedom and also you're going to see a lot of those aspects of the the greater consciousness you know those people who are really going to dig their heels in Mm -hmm. about this and really kick and fight and scream and say i'm free to be as hurtful and as negative and as damaging as i as i can be yeah because you you just read my mind sometimes we feel like freedom is freedom to do whatever we want even creating havoc like i'm just gonna go crazy and because i can do whatever i want and it's like yeah you can but is that the best that we that we can really do with our freedom well this idea of freedom of the individual individual what it's it's freedom the individual separate from its environment and separate from everyone else Mm -hmm. so what that's caused is a society that creates all kinds of damage to its environment um, yeah, I'm I free to dump for, yes. oil into the ocean, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, no, we're on not. the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, are you free to do that? Because you've just now caused all kinds of damage for future generations from now. So people aren't going to be free to do those things for much longer because if, if people keep staying on this path, it's going to, it's going to be like the person with the heart attack. It's mm-hmm. like, we either clean up our act and things will get better, or we don't clean up our act, and we reach irrelevancy, and things get worse and worse and worse. So, so we really have to really examine this idea of individual freedom, and maybe we need to be responsible of as as a um, not just as individual human beings, but as the collective. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Beautifully said, because. Yeah, I was thinking about trash. Like, I'm free to not recycle my trash and buy plastic all day long and whatever. And it's like, yeah, you're you you can do that, but you're not you're not you're thinking about your individual freedom, and you're not thinking about how that will affect the world. And through meditation, as you said, we can feel the collective. And I love how you say it. when when the world hurts, um, you hurt as well because that's what you are. Uh, I have. It's a silly little experience, but I, I was with one of my students and she started crying and I started crying and I didn't even know what she was crying about, but I was like, <laughs> I feel her pain. And, uh, and, <laughs> and that happens more and more when we meditate, we, we can feel, we can feel that. So our actions are, are now bounded by, by that. So you can lose freedom if you look at it in that way, but, but you're gaining consciousness and you're helping the world and you're helping the the collective consciousness evolve so it's it's actually opens up so many other doors exactly like when someone is is um of low of a low consciousness their 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 consciousness isn't their awareness is in the wave of self Mm -hmm. and they're not even aware of that ocean so it's just and that lower their consciousness the more up more up in the wave they are and the more they see everything else as other and so the more they do identify as an individual. And so they can do things. It's so easy in that state to ignore 
what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you go to a real extreme, you have someone who's able to kill someone else because they can't, they have no empathy. They can't even, they feel so just in themselves that they can't even feel in the person they're hurting. So, but is that a freedom? No, no. Someone in that state of consciousness is miserable all the time. And they're so bound by their stress that they almost have no choice in their actions. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their true self is so smothered that it's, it's, they're completely bound. There's a lot of people, anytime you see anyone who's racist or um, sexist or any, is that those people are highly bound, mm-hmm. even though they may talk about like, oh, I should be free to speak these things, you know, out loud. It's like, yes, you, you do have freedom of speech with the government, but, <laughs> but you are not free from consequences. You know? <laughs> Our government won't imprison you for that, but that's about as far as our freedom. It's, it's government censoring. It's, you can be censors elsewhere, but anyway, that's another, that's another thing. But really it's this idea of, yes, if you, the more you practice meditation, some people would think like, oh gosh, well, that's like, I want the freedom to sleep in every morning. And, you know, (laughs) it's like, well, when you curb certain things and you get disciplined about certain things, then your experience, it just feels like a free flowing river Mm -hmm. and your consciousness is free. And that freedom to, to just be, be able to just flow with life and not feel like you're resisting. You're not bound. You're actually flowing with the river. You're not stuck in the sticks and the twigs on the side. Exactly. And sometimes like, no, but I want to swim against the current. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. But why would you? <laughs> right. That's true. I mean, some of, higher, of a higher consciousness state, like technically, yeah, they could, they can do whatever they they choose, I suppose, but their sense of individuality is, is so different at that point that they wouldn't want to. It's like, yeah, I'm free to take these drugs, but I, I don't want to. Yeah, know? it'll just ruin the whole experience. It's like, well, I'm here flowing with the river and having this beautiful water around me and hearing the birds and swimming and whatever. And it's like, why would you go in the opposite direction? You're only gonna, you're only gonna ruin the path. So, so freedom is, it, it's such a a beautiful topic and it's like, yeah, everybody can have freedom, but it's not like, oh, well you are, your freedom is ruining the world. So we'll take it away. It's, it's, we want to change it (laughs) from the source. We want to take those boundaries of stress so that then they can experience the true freedom of of themselves and of the stress and of the ignorance and then act upon that and that'll naturally take them into a place where they're act for the greater good exactly (laughs) (laughs) this is such a beautiful rich complicated subject but one i think people really need to start thinking about in a totally different way and also as a way that we can I, f- I feel like a lot of structures are going to start crumbling mm-hmm. with all this COVID stuff. Um, and I, because of the Beirut situation mm-hmm. that just happened, their whole government is starting to collapse. Um, in the U.S., the education system is collapsing. There's a lot of these structures that are collapsing for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so we have an opportunity here to rebuild them in a completely newly relevant and reimagined way that could be... Um, that could be much better and much more sustainable, but it's going to require people to really step into their bigness and having a sense, really understanding, okay, what, how do we 
as a people find freedom. Mm -hmm. And what does that really mean? Does it mean freedom to keep being harmful? Because that's, we've, we've done that. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> we see where it's gotten us. So it needs to be reimagined and it needs to be really thought about. And, um, and so I hope that just by doing this, we helped, we helped bring some light to this, to this topic. <laughs> yeah. We always think freedom, 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 freedom is the greatest thing. And it is, but when you approach it in a, in a appropriate way and appropriate perspective. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you want to subscribe or see some of our other episodes, uh, our website is meditationwithoutborders.net. And we have both episodes in English and Spanish. And we also are rolling out some interviews. So thank you so much for tuning in and hope to catch you next time. Have a beautiful night. <laughs> have a beautiful free evening. <laughs> <laughs>